JB Hi-Fi. The old JB? JB Hi-Fi. Um, big box store. You know, we, we spoke the other day about all big big stores, and, and I've got this, you know, you've got this feeling that all these big stores are going bigger and bigger, and it's going to turn to big, big box stores. But JB Hi-Fi are releasing what they call JB Express stores, yep. which are little micro stores, which obviously don't do the big fridges and TVs and everything like that, but they're more your quick... Um, your impulse buy style things, headphones and phones and those sorts of things, power power cords. Um, what's your thoughts on this strategy? Um, brilliant, yeah. actually. Um, because if we see, if you look at retail across the board, right, Bardo just closed, or they're going yes. to administration, yep. right? So that's, you know, another women's clothing business. Um, and there's a lot of those that have gone under. Um, if you look at what's happening, Uniqlo, H&M, the big guys are landing. Now, uh, Premier Investments, which is the company that owns Smiggle, Just Jeans, JJ's and a few others, they, they said in their um, annual general meeting last week that these, like Westfield and those guys, are massively penalising Aussie companies for rent. Oh, really? And they're courting the big guys. Okay. And, you know, and, and they would give H&M... They'd give H&M two million bucks up front to fit out their shop. Like they give them huge money because they end up paying so much in rent over a 20 year period. And pull a crowd. And pull a crowd. And and so they're really penalizing a lot of Aussie companies and they're coming out saying that, you know, we need an inquiry into this because it's not fair. Part of me just thinks it's business, but, um, but it's putting a lot of these smaller players out of business uh, because they can't afford these rents and they're not getting the foot traffic. Um, so online sales is another conversation we could talk about in a minute. So if the too big to fail, which we've proven doesn't work actually, but that's what these guys have got. Um, I, I think the only reason why Uniqlo and H&M and those guys are getting away with it is because it's still quite a new phenomenon to be able to go to such a big shop, Zara yep. and those guys. But but they don't have everything. Mm. You know, like if you want to buy upmarket clothes, you don't go to Uniqlo. Yep. You know, like the quality's you get what you pay for, mm -hmm. right? So... Um, and I also think that as the next generation come through, they're going to be super worried about shopping at Uniqlo because if you buy a T-shirt for seven bucks, how did anybody get paid well to make it, yeah. right? So they're going to be fully, you know, looking at the supply chain issues and, and quizzing whether they're a legitimate company. Yeah. Um, so coming back to JB though, um, if you look at what they've done, all they've done is multiplied their footprint and made it easy for people to say yes. Okay. Because they're in, they're in these little locations. So I can walk out of a train station, turn the corner, and there's a little 76 square meter shop is the one that they tested, yep. um, and buy a, a watch, a, a smart watch, or a mobile phone device, or a you know, USB stick, or those kind of consumables. The reason why I love the concept is not only footprint, because if they roll them out everywhere, then, then they will be in front of more people more often. That can mm -hmm. only be a good thing when you're a retail outlet. What I really love about it is how nimble and quick they'll be able to be. Yeah. Okay, so, so picture this, right? Say there's one in Tassie, mm -hmm. in Hobart, and there's one in Sydney. Well, they'll just do a data mining play where they'll be re pulling, pulling all the data. And, and maybe they find out that Tassie buy more watches and Sydney buy more you know, memory, hard drive, USB stuff. Well, because they'll have the data, they'll be able to, you know, I guess, micro niche to the area and put more of these here and more of these here. You don't get that when you're doing a big box because you have to put all of it in every location. Yeah. So they'll be able to be really agile and really nimble and pivot on the spot and go, they're not moving, 
get them over here where they are moving, put some more stuff that's moving and read real-time data. So that's a, that's a really smart play on their part. Um, and then ultimately, it'll be like a, a spoken wheel. Like, because you'll, you'll, go, you'll, you'll go into the one in Hobart, the little one, um, and, and you know, have you got this product? No, but we can get it from the, the big Hobart store. Yeah. Or Sydney, you know, if they've got five little ones in Sydney, they'll be able to say, we can get that for you tomorrow. So they'll actually end up selling a lot more from the mothership through the little shop to get to the consumer. Yep. Yeah. And so all of that means to me it's a good play. If, if you look at it, everybody else is trying to do big and big does work because your supply chain is cheaper. But nothing can beat being in front of the consumer. Mm. You know? Well, you see, you're seeing this in with like the Woolworths metros and the... Yeah. The, all, all these... Coles Expresses. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, because if you, I don't know, I've, I've never been part of Coles or Woolies, but my guess would be that uh, 80% of their transactions come from 20% of their products, not yeah. dollars, yeah. but those real consumable items that, you know, they sell five times as many of, why wouldn't you put them in a little store? Yeah. You know, and, and then just turn over your products much faster. So I think it's a very clever play. As a consumer, I feel like it's better for me. Um, I, 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 you know, if I, because I wonder how many people walk into a JB Hi-Fi Express and get chatting with the, you know, the manager about, I also think I might want to buy a MacBook Pro, which they won't stock in there. Yeah. And they go, oh, we can have one here tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Bang, done. Access. Yeah. Yeah. Is there not that, just that store? Whereas if they weren't in front of me, I probably would have walked down the road, gone to Harvey Norman and bought it there. Right. Yeah. So. So I think it helps them do the hand-to-hand -hand combat for every transaction and every sale and every consumer. Um, I mean, and also, what's the, what's the collective branding that takes place when you've got four times as many locations or four times as many brands around? I mean, you'd get an upkick in your company just by the fact that you are seen more often. Yeah, and that one of the places that they're targeting is airports. And like, if you buy anything for for digital in an airport, it's five times the price because it's a captured audience. I'm assuming that their price point would probably still be the same as their normal store or, or, or yeah. somewhat. Um, yeah, because there's a company called Tech2Go in a lot yeah. of airports and they've just come up with, I'll oh, just come up with a price and times it by five. Like I've walked into a Tech2Go and walked straight back. I remember once I didn't have a mouse and I wanted to take one. I walked in there, like the cheapest mouse, like $293. <laughs> so I, I just go without, you know. So yeah. Um, I, I think the collective branding will give them a really big upkick. Yeah, yeah. Um, for us, how do we how do we as small business owners go large while still staying small? That nimble that you're talking about. Well, if you take the concept of, I mean, why do you have a retail store? You have a retail store for foot traffic. You, your um, your rent in retail is effectively your marketing budget because yeah. your signage is in front of people. Um, how does a small business do that? Think, it, it, you know what? It's the same thing as Kanye West. Mm -hmm. It's just a different application. It's about building that top of funnel awareness. If they don't know from you, they're not buying you. So how does the little hairdressing salon in Aladala benefit from this conversation? Think about having your brand everywhere somebody turns. Have a hairdresser on every corner. Or at least have your brand on every corner. Yeah. So they're seeing you, you know, on Facebook, they're seeing you in the corner, they're seeing you at the bus shelter, they're seeing you, um, you know, at the local community hall, they're seeing your brand and at the shops. Wherever they go, your brand is the dominant brand that they see. It's the same thing. 
and, the, and the filter down effect of that will be more people come and, and get a haircut. And micro pieces of content, like the, so that people ever see, rather than doing one big piece of content once a week or whatever, yeah. do multiple little ones. Another, another, I guess, practical way is for a, uh, for a single location business to go mobile. Okay. Right? Yep. So if you're a hairdressing salon, have another arm that you launch, which is mobile hairdressing. Yep. So basically, you're, you're increasing your footprint like JB Hi-Fi. So instead of waiting for people to come to your shop and buy, you are actively going out and finding more customers and making more revenue that way. Right? It's, you know, if, I know people that go, oh, I don't like doing mobile. It cheapens who we are. Well, JB Hi-Fi are not worried about cheapening who they are by going to a little store yep. because, because they're worried about footprint. So I'm a big fan, actually, of like going out to people and, and getting money. Like, you know, the mobile mechanic is a classic example. Mm. You know, some people say to me, oh, it drags in bad customers, but it also drags in cash. Yeah. So that's what you should really care about. And I mean, you can do it right as well. Like you, you can do it cheap on the cheap and it look cheap and it seem cheap, but you can also do it properly as well. Yeah. You do it with, I mean, imagine if you, I mean, you sell the concept of, hey, I'm a hairdresser and we come to you and it's a full experience. It's not you sitting on a plastic chair in your laundry and you, you actually make an experience out of it. I'm sure that there's ways you can do it. Yeah. Challenge you. See how you can increase your footprint. What's your, um, what's your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, how are you going to increase comment. your... Put a comment in the comments below. We want to get the feedback loop, right? We can see them here. So... What could you do to take JB Hi-Fi as a concept and make it better for your business? Put some comments in and we'll read them out. Did you know that this show goes onto Facebook, it goes onto YouTube, it goes onto Instagram, it goes onto iTunes, and it goes onto LinkedIn? Do me a favor, would you? Tell more people about the show so that I can spread the message. Love you. See ya.